Welcome to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Central Expressions right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest repeating here, just because we love her so much, we love having her on, is Dr. Shelley Negro. Uh, her husband is actually on last week, and she's on this week, and next week they're coming back together on relationships, and the reason why we keep having them back is that they're up abundant with knowledge and so we're tapping away you know like in the tree of all that wonderful maple syrup coming out and out as much as we can from them and it's all for your benefit and today it's on sensuality the key to creating now sensuality is so misconstrued everybody thinks sensuality is sexuality and sex is fornication no we're going to put you right today and actually teach you and show you that sensuality is a vibration in the body which heightens all of your senses. The senses are for experiencing the three-dimensional world as a result of heightening the senses. There is a heightening of the experience of the body. It is a very cosmic feeling to be in your senses and it is something you can only feel. You cannot think it. So today let's heighten some of your sensuality and see what creativity can come out of you. Hello Shelley. Hello Sarah. This is a delight. <laughs> <laughs> well, sensuality does get misconstrued, doesn't it? And even sexuality, you know, you get, um, as I said, people most think it's just kind of like fornication and they don't understand that it is a heightened experience of your senses. That's exactly right. Uh, it's how we experience our world mm -hmm. through our five senses. And most of us think about our senses, as you were speaking about earlier, thinking versus feeling, mm -hmm. but there is some work to be done to just feel the feeling of those senses and actually heighten them so that not only is there a, a heightened feeling of the sensuality, there's a, a sometimes a heightened eroticism mm -hmm. sexually, but there's also a heightened experience of the creative energy, which is what we were really talking about today is well, what do you do with this? You know, you, you must discover how to, I say, open your body so that you can actually feel your life. And that is through the senses initially. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm always saying, you know, you've got to feel your thoughts, not think them. Um, you know, that the, we, we get the divine message in our soul that resonates with our heart, that goes to our spirit interaction and our mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And this has been in tuned in tune with all of your senses and that we, we, we don't need to know what we even are needing to know until we need to know. And then it will be clear what we are knowing and how to use it, how to be creative with it, what to do with it. But you can't do that if you're not in tune with those mm -hmm. senses. So true. And we get it, our sensuality confused because mm -hmm. we have all these perceptions about our lives yeah. mm -hmm. that we create illusions with. 
mm-hmm. you know, that we live our lives out of, you know, that dictate how we operate and how we react to things. But in order to really experience your sensuality and heighten your senses, it's essential to let go of your perceptions about your life. That's a bit of work. Yes. That's a mastery unto itself. And it's one of the things I actually teach in my Power of Woman seminars in my private work. Because after all, how are we going to be clear as human beings and be sensitive with our sensuality if we're stuck in our old ways and our perceptions about our lives? And whose perceptions are they? Yeah. I mean, these are conditional things that have been passed down and passed down and passed down. Who dictated them in the first place? Do they make sense? Were they there to dumb us down? Is the encouragement of us to think, feel, and decide for ourselves, has that been prevalent? No. You know, that condition that was imposed upon us was to keep us in line. (laughs) Really? So to become masters of our lives, our own lives, is to uh, first discover what the sensuality experience is for you. Yeah. And how do you heighten it? without getting caught up in your past history or letting go of the past history, actually, so that it's not running your life. I mean, history is something we learn from, but it doesn't have to dictate every move we do. You know, just because it has been doesn't mean it still has to be. And I think that's one of the problems. You know, we, we, I love looking back at history, whether it's mine or, or history in its sense, because we learn so much about ourselves, you know, our ability to find strength and courage, to find that creativity, to be more than we ever thought we could be. And to take that experience and go, you know, I, I overcame this or the world overcame that. And look how we came together and look how awesome we became. But if you live in the pain of it, then you are stuck in the sorrow of what has been rather than what the joy of what became. Or is becoming. Or is becoming. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The joy, the peace, the calm, the openness of who we are, the ability to create with great ease all comes out of our connection with our senses. Yes. And, you know, look at where we're at right now, you know, um, We've all been told to isolate, but in this isolation, we are coming out of our shells through this wonderful medium that we're on at the present moment. And we're connecting with people and concerts are still going on. And um, people are reaching out with wonderful words of wisdom and encouragement and love. The creativity that is coming out of this right now, it is not a persecution to be isolated. It is a time and a gift of reflection to be in tune with oneself so that you can bring that creativity out. Absolutely. It's a very important time for Mm self-reflection and to really look at what is important for your life Mm -hmm. and becoming more masterful with how we go about creating our day-to-day lives and whatever it is that our lives are, you know, what's important to us personally. Mm-hmm. and out in the world. And Do you find that, that... Yeah. yeah the sexuality is all part of it. <laughs> yes. Do you think that as a human nation, in a lot of ways, we've learned to become numb because we're too scared to feel? Yes. has much to do with it. It has to do with many experiences 
over many generations mm. of people. And, you know, we're such a, in the United States, and I'm sure in other parts of the world, it's such a fast pace of living. Mm. And so that you lose sight of not only what's important, but you, when you're rushing and when you're pushing yourself to have things happen, then you're out of touch most of the time with how you really feel. You know, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have. Yeah. Well, we're all at the effect of the have tos. Yes. And we're not in touch with how we really feel. No. And we don't have true satisfaction. No. So, so it's hurry up and slow down, isn't it? Hurry up and slow down. But <laughs> hurry up and slowing down doesn't give you the satisfaction you're after. You actually have to slow down. Yes. And yeah. have, it be, have it be part of the everyday experience for your life. Because I mean, otherwise, the push is not going to help you. No, no. I mean, what are you pushing? You know, it's... it's Where are we going? Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to be on the highway and all you're getting is into a traffic jam. You know, take take the country road. You know, take your time. Take in the scenery. Stop and meet people. You know, grab an ice cream somewhere. You know, take it slow <laughs> because it's more meaningful. I don't know where this emphasis came on destination destination where are your goals you've got to reach your goals and everybody's got their foot to the pedal and they're going but this feels so empty i don't feel attached to it you know it just doesn't mean anything to me no because all you're doing is aiming for the end game and you're not in tune with all those wonderful senses of things that you're meant to be experiencing along the way so the end game really isn't a place to get to. Exactly. The end game is the path and one, uh, upon which our lives unfold. Mm. So it's most essential for us to uh, discover what that really means for us and start to practice our lives that way, practice being in our lives that way. Mm. Participating in our lives. Participating, mm -hmm. discovering what it means to truly connect with one another. And feel. Don't be afraid and to feel. feel. It's okay if you feel pain or sadness. Have yes. a good cry. Absolutely. Give yourself a hug. Give somebody else a hug. Give your puppy a hug, a cat a hug. You know? it, those feelings are there for a reason, aren't they? And it's, it's not for us to get emotionally stuck in any one of them. It's for us to actually understand that that emotion is there indicating something in our lives right now. Go through that emotion. What's causing it? What can you do about it? How can you spend it to release it? And it's really our job as human beings to feel our lives. Yes. Not to think them through. Now, yes. thinking, creative thought is very important. In conjunction with our feeling nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all one. You can't really separate them, although we think of it as being separate. Well, I think that's where most of the problem comes in, um, is that people are only using from, you know, the neck up and the thoughts are there and the thoughts will always say, yes, but what if, yeah, but what if, but what if, and we get so stuck in the butt that you know, we, we don't step into anything. But if you actually in tune with all of the senses of the feelings, you know, you will have that clarity of what thoughts are prevalent to the feeling at the time. Very, very true. You can discern more clearly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From the loud chatter in the <laughs> background, to the loud thinking, I call it, to, you know, using your creative thought in a constructive, powerful way.
that you know, leads to great satisfaction. Yeah, but you've brought a point up there, you know, the loud chatter, you know, we are overstimulating how many people constantly have, you know, things in their ears, listening to music, listening to this, listening to that. And they just don't actually understand the gift of silence. Yes, there's no peace in constantly having no. that chatter going on or feeding the chatter. Mm. And most people that I've met over the years think that the chatter is who they are mm. versus it's just loud thinking. It's <laughs> thoughts, energy in the form of thoughts, I call it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And it can be very dominant if you let it be. Absolutely. It can run your life. Yes. You know, and run it things, off the rails. <laughs> run it off the rails. You know, so if you don't feel like you're good enough and that thinking keeps going, you're never, mm -hmm. no matter what you do, it's never enough. No matter what you do, you're never going to be good enough. You're yeah. never going to be pretty enough. You're never going to be smart enough. All those loud things mm -hmm. that happen between our ears. Yes. Oh my goodness. And we listen and we think that it's real. And we believe, yeah. We believe it. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of work to release it so that you, and you don't have to focus on the thinking. Although I do have tools to, to clear the thinking, you really focus on your creating. Because if you try to keep clearing the thoughts and try to clear <laughs> the thoughts, then you have some more thoughts again. Yes. You're stuck in it forever. Yes. I did that first. It's, it's the hamster wheel constantly. It doesn't matter how much they keep going around, they're in the same spot. Yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. Yes. You ain't going anywhere, baby, on that world. No. no. Not even a little bit. No. So. Yeah. The sensuality and the using of the senses to create life is really, if we have a mission, which I really don't I like to use that very loosely, if there's anything for us as human beings to really be aware of, it's to be able to create using our feeling nature and with ease, not with all the push. That allow. We have. allow. Allow. We don't allow, do we? We dictate. Yes. We dictate. You know, you know some, oh no, we've got to do it this way. Dictate, dictate, yes. instead and, of just being quiet and, and allowing. And determining for yourself, not what everybody else tells you. To right, do. right. I mean, listening to other people, it's, you extract, it's like a recipe. You know, you've got a recipe in front of you, but you want to tweak it. You want to change up the ingredients, right? And you make it your own. So you can listen to other people's wisdom, especially those that have gone through life before you, because they have some wonderful tools and tips for you, but it isn't their life by numbers. You know, all it is, is is a wonderful paintbrush to paint your own canvas. They're just giving you better quality paint. So the better brush to brush it with, you know, but it's still your piece of art. Absolutely. It is your piece of art. And that's how we grow as, as a humanity, as human beings. We're meant to be creative, aren't we? We were designed to be creative. Absolutely. Designed to be creative. And what an extraordinary experience of being alive at any time on the planet. But these are certainly challenging times, but many people before us have said the same thing. Yes, many every generation. Every generation <laughs> has had their challenges. Yes, yes. yes. There is a, I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, so what are we going to create from it is right. really the question. Yes. What are we going to create that's going to be magnificent? Yeah. 
Yes. Um, you know, there's this show called um, Who Do You Think You Are? You know, and people go back in their history and look at their ancestors. And there is um, the guy from, um, oh God, I can't remember his name. He was on last night, but his father was an actor and had left the family when he was 11. And when he looked in his history, his father's father, his grandfather had done it and his great grandfather had done it. It was a pattern of that course. none of the men could handle being parents and they would either go off to war or go off to here. And even when they went to war, they said they were single. So no resources went back to the, to the wife or the children. And of course he hadn't done that. He had, you know, raised his family and everything else, but it was to see that genetic pattern. And sometimes we actually have to understand we have choices, but sometimes that patterning, is so ingrained in us from ancestral past lives or, or our current past DNA that we have to recognize that this has been so integrated in our cellular structure that we need to change it up, acknowledge it and go that my choice is not to follow that pattern. And that's in fact what I did when I was a child. I actually saw the pattern when I was quite young mm -hmm. and determined I wasn't going to pass that pain that I experienced as a child into you know my new yeah. family when i had a family one day yeah so and to wake up to realize you know as human beings that we do have that choice that we don't have to follow those those ways that really lead us down those ter those very destructive sometimes rabbit holes yes we don't have to keep recreating those things over and over again but it takes a bunch of commitment and a bunch of work and you know we Every time we say that, people cringe, go, oh, but isn't there a downloadable app? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's actually not even difficult, but yes. it's rigorous because it has to be practiced on yes. a regular basis. Well, but you're, you're deleting one pattern, and as you're doing that, you're inserting a new pattern. And the, That's exactly the, right. The brain, you know, the, the hard drive is going to go with what programming is put into it. But That's programming exactly right. is all about repetitiveness. So if you put in a new repetitive pattern, it will delete the old one. So Absolutely. it's step in fact, into the new pattern. That's exactly right. It's putting, you're actually changing the neuro, neurology, yeah. creating new neurological pathways. Until it becomes, yeah, way. and then it becomes, you know, second nature. It's there yeah. automatically. But initially, you may have to, what we say, drum it into you. <laughs> it might. It might. And it may be comfortable. And the thing about, about creating like that is that it also will bring up whatever is between you and having your life be extraordinary, whatever that means yeah. to you. Mm. So the stuff has got to come up and out of your system in order to create the new life. You can't create life on top of the old ways. Right. Oh, you can try. Yes. But it's not going to give you any more satisfaction. Yeah. And, and you know, that's what most of us do. We try it this way. We try it that way. Yeah. Well, it didn't work with this, and I'm going to try that. But you never cleared the stuff that got you there to right. begin with. Right, right. Yep. You know, it's like to have, you know, a showroom house, but everything is underneath the couch, uh, you know, underneath the bed, you know. Um, you know, in, in the show with Tom, your husband, you know, I was talking about Haglas, the Celtic rune of destruction and chaos. And, you know, we look at chaos as being something that is, is bad for us. But chaos is here to shake us up. It's here to change things up. And having that hag glass is just meaning that what's working for you isn't working for you anymore. So let's change it up. And out of that chaos, out of that disruption, comes the clarity, 
comes the creativity. So don't be afraid of the chaos because it's clearing away the old so that the new has a passage to move forward in. So accurate. And, you know, what I call the chaos is simply the unknown. You know, we're so afraid of what we, what we don't know. And yet you have to step into the unknown and be in the unknown in order to create a whole new outcome. Yeah. Yeah. We always do. We just don't notice it that way because we're so busy controlling how we want it to occur. Does that work? Has that ever worked? It's never worked. No. When, when, you, you know, know I know I'm miserable if I try it that exactly. way. I've I mean, done it many times that way. People want a manual. They want a manual. They want to live their life by numbers, you know, and now I must do this and now I must do that. And that is where society came in and tried to regiment everyone, right? <laughs> you will now do this. You will go to church on Sunday. You will have 2.2 children. You will have the picket fence. You'll have your job until you die. It doesn't matter if you're happy. You're doing your job. You're doing your duty. And we were told not to have any high expectations, right? And, and who do you think you are if you have any expectations above your station in life? How silly is that? Absolutely ridiculous. Because we all have such incredible potential to yeah. create extraordinary results. Yes. You know, and, um, and I've watched the women that I've trained over the years create incredible and incredible lives for themselves and have impacted people in so many incredible ways. Um, and uh, it's a matter of claiming that you're going to create a life that works for you no matter what. Right. You claim it. You own it. You say, this is how it's going to be for me no matter what. I don't know how I'm going to go about it, but I'm going to discover how. And You know, sometimes along the way, and you know, you, you've been knocked down a few times and it's harder to get back up and you've got a, more aches and pains than you used to have. And, you know, manifesting a new life isn't just kind of willing it and sitting back waiting for the, you know, oh, uh, God right. Amazon delivery. You know, it, yeah. it, it is about participation, but it's also sometimes about the limitation of what you can do. And those limitations are always put there for a reason. You know, they're kind of a, a way of saying not that way or not in this form, you know, look for another instrument to play because this isn't your instrument. So we, we want to go, but yeah, but you know, if, if God was with me, he wouldn't have given me this and I wouldn't have had that obstacle. I know it's just there to, to say, look for a different instrument. You can play anything. And, and still play that music that resonates out in invitation to anyone. But it just means you have to discover which instrument you can play. And so it's about stepping into discovery, isn't it? And learning how to get out of your own way. Oh, <laughs> I think that's lesson number one, isn't it? <laughs> I will not get in my own way. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a big one. <laughs> I have to tell you a very brief story and I'm going to cut it down dramatically. But there was a woman years ago, I was teaching in Chicago and um, there was a woman years ago who actually was the sister to a very well-known performer. And I'm not going to mention the person's name. Uh, so in, this, in the Power Woman seminar, I teach a specific exercise about creating and how to create, using your energy to produce the results and how you focus with it. Well, she had taken that exercise, and in the course of this exercise, while she was in the class, she created 
a brand new car with all the options. Wow. And she was very clear about it, all the details. And she said it was a red Honda, brand new, with everything, mm -hmm. all everything that you could imagine. Well, she wanted to drive that car to her brother's performance. Now she was in Chicago, the performance was going to be in New York City. And so she went about doing some things. She went into action and she was doing some things. And a short time before she was going to uh, see her brother, she looked around. She said, well, I didn't get the car yet. How come I haven't gotten it yet? I know I've got it. I'm going to get that car. And so she went down a little bit further, did some more action. She still hadn't gotten the car. Well, it was the week of the performance. And now she decided that instead of getting the new car for now, she was going to fix the one that she had currently. But by the end of the week, she was going to get that red Honda. <laughs> that didn't make any sense because she was going to her brother's performance in New York City. So she's at the performance. Someone calls her name and tells her to come with her, with him. And he's walking her behind the performance hall to a huge room where this gentleman was sitting against a brand new car with a big red bow in it, with a big smile on its face. What kind of car was it? I bet it was a red one, a red Honda. <laughs> How about a white Mercedes? <laughs> that was called getting out of your own way. Because right. If you let go of the control, yes. it becomes even greater. And this is exactly what she had done. Right. Yes. And it was a brilliant, you know, uh, example of how it really does work. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? It's don't dictate what you think you need. Ask for, for uh, guidance to what you need so that you can make it happen. Yes. And let go of how you think it's going to show up. Right. Oh boy. Uh, have we, have we, do we get that one often? You know, it, um, I get these visions of what I'm meant to do. And then I think, well, maybe I can do it this way or that way. And then it's nope, nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> and so I kind of keep plodding along the country road and it's like, no highway yet, no highway yet. <laughs> and it will come about in the way that it's meant to come about when it's time. I just keep plodding, right? And that's the thing. If you believe in it enough, you'll keep feeding the energy and the energy will manifest at a point and time when it's ready to be delivered. Well, and you know, that's the thing I want to point up to the audience is that there is a vibrational connection, which is kind of a circular way to go back to what we were originally Senses. speaking about, a vibrational connection with what we are creating. So in order to be in touch with that, you've got to be open with your senses yes, and be really in touch with the feeling inside using your senses to heighten that vibrational awareness and then using it to create. The heightened senses and, and, and giving it that positive energy is, is your belief. When you believe in something so fervently um, and you, you know it will be in whichever way it will be, you're feeding and you're feeding and you're feeding that energy, that belief. It's not dictating how it should come about, which car, it, but it's a belief of, of why. You know, your why, not necessarily your how or what, but your why. 
why do you want it to come about and putting that energy there and then how it will come about is the way that it's meant to come about but that's the energy we're feeding right yeah well and there's a tactile feeling to the energy mm. so let's speak about the red honda for a moment she had a physical feeling in her body that once she created the outcome very specifically in her inner visioning and letting it go, just letting it go, however it showed up, she was carrying with her the physical feeling of that energy. Mm -hmm. So that as, she, as she's taking action, you know, either the action was harmonious with the outcome she wanted to create or it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And she kept letting go of how it was going to show up, how it was yes. going to show up, how it was going to show yeah. up. Now, one of the things that we also uh, misunderstand, I think, in many instances, is that we think that it's going to be brought to us. Yes. <laughs> the truth of it is, it doesn't get brought to us. We bring it to ourselves by being harmonious with the feeling of the energy we've created. Yes. Yeah. Using oh, I mean, universal energy in conjunction with universe, God, however one believes about yeah, it. God, God, universal um, spirit, whichever you know, divine energy yes. you want to look at. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, I mean, as we discussed before, you know, it, the universe and us, we're all made of the same things. We're all part of, you know, um, we're all particles, right? We're all, we're part, all and, particles. And we're, we're all made up of that. And, you know, and a beautiful mathematical, wonderful equation and, uh, you know, of intelligence out there. And so it's, it's really, really interesting when you tap into your own energy and you allow your energy to have no thoughts. Just step into your energy. Uh, people think energy is something you plug into a wall or something you've got to have before a marathon. You know, and it's, you know, it's not that. It's the, the energy is that warm, beautiful glow within you when you literally um, uh, go through your body and tap into the way you feel, tap into all of your senses. And one of the beautiful ways of doing that, of connecting with your senses, is through breathing, isn't it? Yes, it is. The breathing is crucial to opening up the senses and the feeling in the body. And the breathing is uh, the prime way we go about it. But unfortunately, most of us go around about in our lives not breathing. I know. Or holding our breath. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's obvious. It's intense, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very intense. Yeah. Have you taken a breath today? When was the last time you took a really deep breath? And just let it all out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. You know, whenever I do do a class or a talk or anything, you know, um, out in, a, in public, I always have people do three deep breaths. And one of the reasons I do it is let's let go of what you came in with. Right? Leave that at the door. And let's find our center. And then let's be open and willing to learn what you're here to learn today. And I find that it puts everybody on the same energy field. Yes. Right. Yes. This is so clear, Sarah. So now, what else can we tell the audience today so that they're more clear in moving forward with their lives, with their sensuality, and with creating, using their senses? What else can we talk about here? I think the literally physicalness of the energy of their body. You know, one of the exercises I used to do with people is take your hands and push them together without moving them. Yes. 
right? And you just push, 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 push. Right. You're not moving it and you're feeling that energy building Absolutely. up between it. Absolutely. And we can do that. This is where Reiki and a few other things come in. You know, it's go over your body with your hand. And you'll know, you're instinctively, intuitively, your body will know where there is some energy that is not being ignited. And, and literally put your hand over that energy and your, I ignite you into being, you know, um, let you flow. We, we've got to understand we are fluid creatures. Our blood, if it stops running through our bodies, we die. You know, we need the fluidity and the energy, uh, uh, everything, the wind we need, the water and the currency. We don't, and nothing here has been designed for stagnation. Stagnation is our enemy and we must be in flow. And that means our energy must be in flow. So that's with the deep breathing and allowing your whole body to actually feel the energy run through your body. Be conscious of your energy that is within because we're automatically plugged into that universal flow of energy. The battery. All, <laughs> the battery. We already are. Yes. Yes, we already are. So it's a matter of tuning into it and using it effectively. Yeah. Yes. All of the answers lie within because the answers are channeled within. They don't, you know, they're not like um, a telegram, you know, that is landing in your hair. No Hogwarts owls or dropping anything off. You know, all of our knowledge comes to us within and it resonates. As I said, it goes to that, the soul, you know, the gut. Oh, I don't know why I know, but I know. And it goes to the heart and truth. Yeah, no, I, I know this truth. And, you know, and our spirit is, is going, is putting it into action. And, and that clarification that we look for in our mind is when the soul, heart, and spirit has, has understood what it is. And then the mind has that articulation of what it is. And it's, that is when you know you're in your truth. You don't need to verify, validate, justify, nothing. You are in your truth. And you can literally feel your spine straighten up. All of your chakras come into alignment. And that energy is just running through you. And this whole thing about knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Wisdom is knowing which knowledge you need in that moment. That's right? exactly so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because the wisdom is really what's going to carry you through your life. Yeah. And the things that didn't work for you, great. They didn't work for you. Now, what are you going to learn from that? How are you going to use it to create? Yes, it's not that you're wrong or bad or, right. you know, none of that. That's a waste of time and your energy. Well, I mean, imagine if, if Edison had given up at 999 light bulbs, oh, yeah. you know, uh, you know and, and Tesla, his technology right now, which is just, you know, now being tapped into and, and the incredible knowledge of it that was way beyond its time. Um, you know, Pascal Fractal from the 15th century, you know, his mathematical equations are now being understood uh, in its simplicity and how we actually um, see ourselves because we are an equation. You know, our particles are put into an equation and we seek understanding of ourselves. We can't have understanding of other people until we have understanding of self. And if we could not just look at ourselves as a vessel, as a body, and look at ourselves more as a spirit, a soul, a heart, and come from that energy, I think we would make our lives so much more simpler for ourselves. And it's our natural essence anyway. Yes, yes. 
Why are we you don't have to go it? buy something over there to go put it on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, this is, um, I mean, we look at monks, shamans, all of that, you know, they're, they're, they're just sitting in meditation, the simple lives, and they really are incredibly enriched and abundant because we don't need more to feel more. Less no. is more. Less is more. And in fact, one of the things that my husband and I came to many years ago is that uh, simplicity is really the best. Mm -hmm. It keeps us clear and focused with supporting others. And we make clear choices when our lives are simple. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't have lovely things around you. Right. But keeping it simple. My home is very, very simple, but very lovely. And everyone always feels the peacefulness when they walk in. Mm. Yes. And I think that's the most important thing. Yes, I had friends that used to fall asleep on the couch while I was making tea. <laughs> I know, you know, that, that's how relaxed they were at my place. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was the, you know, the, the halfway house for the kids that were in trouble, you know. So, uh, and and that's, that's the energy we're talking about, isn't it? It's, that's the energy of, of, isn't everybody looking for peace? Isn't everyone looking for clarity? Yes. You know, aren't we all looking for a meaningful purpose that gives our lives a reason yeah. for being. Well, all of that lies within you and that self-discovery of what is your energy here to design for? Because we're all designed for something. And, you know, whether with this instrument, you know, you, you can play well, but the cello isn't for you. It's this instrument. It doesn't matter. You can keep trying through different instruments into life until you find one that is, ah, oh, this is my kind of music. Now, where's my orchestra? And, you know, for me, I started this uh, at 57 and I had to kind of wait for technology to catch up. And the first show I did was all the wrong buttons, <laughs> complete Monty Python skit. But it was just something that I persisted with and learned to play. And, you know, now is, you know, all the beautiful instruments like you that we get to share and that it's incredible orchestra here. And if you're willing and allow yourself to take the journey one step at a time doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down get back up if you believe in it, if it makes you feel something stay with it and allow it to grow allow it to lead you where you need to go yes for sure allow it to move you in your life yeah I mean, that's what you and Tom have you know both of you you both having two different instruments but your instruments play very well together Yes. Right? Well, we actually trained ourselves that way mm -hmm. because there was a point in our marriage where things fell apart mm -hmm. and we decided to stay together and recreate our marriage. Mm -hmm. And we had no idea what to do about it because, you know, the people around us didn't have relationships that worked. Right. And yet we knew it was crucial to our moving forward and we did really want to heal our lives. So we literally went away from each other on weekends to heal, come back to in together again and, and talked about what the changes were and started to reconstruct our marriage. And out of that, we became a, a true partnership. Exactly. But you know, the big thing is you both went to your separate places. Yes, we did. To discover yourself. And yes. watch yourselves back and say, this is what I've discovered about me. And That's that was an right. invitation for the other person to see that within you. 
That's exactly right. Because many of us think in our relationships that if I, if I am in relationship with that particular person, that person will somehow complete something within myself Completely. that isn't really quite okay. Yes. And we all do it. I yes. mean, I did that very early on in my marriage. Yes. And, uh, and that's what got us into trouble. Yes. I wasn't wise enough back then, but I was still very young. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, learning from your mistakes and then using them to create rather than giving up on yourself yeah. or even sometimes giving up on the other person. Now, sometimes it's not appropriate to stay in a relationship. Right. Yeah? Yes. But there are many times where you can recreate the relationship. In fact, we've trained many people in recreating their lives. Over the, the, the willingness has to be on them both sides though the thing Definitely. is sometimes you may not get on but the love is still there and yes. you just don't know how to connect you know if you've got to a point where maybe there's been a betrayal of some kind you know if it's very hard to live with someone with that trust factor is not there right because so learning yes that's right so learning to rebuild the trust and yeah. letting go of whatever those issues or it, you know situation is is very important and, and it's very important that both of you are working on yourselves so that you can come together. It's not a question of one person healing themselves and then trying to fix the other person. It has to be a two-way street where both people work together. Like, you know, this, we're responsible for ourselves, they're responsible for their, themselves, and then it's about the coming together of the responsibility over their relationship and honoring Absolutely. each other. But seeing each other in your own light <laughs> that's exactly so <laughs> but we are meant to be light you know this is the thing is is that i think for women especially you know it's been the sacrificial thing you know the servant thing we're here to serve man and in no way here to be of service to mankind you know to humanity with all our wonderful gifts but we can only be abundant in our gifts if we're abundant within ourselves <laughs> absolutely true and you know the thing is is that we've trained our our women from generation to yeah. generation and we kept buying those old ways of operating they may have worked for a period of time to some extent you know in different times but they certainly don't work now and our ability to choose to uh, not only include ourselves in everything we do, but to be really the source of all of our relationships and everything we, yeah. we create in our lives, because in fact, women are. And yeah. that's scary to a lot of women. Oh, yeah. Men. <laughs> scary to the men too, you're right, because they don't know the game plan. It's like, right. where do I stand now? I don't know even how to be with someone like you. Well, a lot of, a lot of men are scared of strong women. And yes. I think it's more of uh, because it reflects an insecurity within them because they're brought up to be he-men right from the word go, you know, and this is the thing is um, they've got something to prove. They've got to be the master. They've got to be this and that. And that's the way they're brought up. And this is why, you know, a lot of men, you will see the vulnerability within them. And this is all a facade on the outside. And, you know, we can't blame them for their behavior if that's all they've been taught. But now the willingness to know that behavior needs to change and they need to find more self-value within themselves and bring that value to their partner, you know, then that changes. And I think that's not just in relationships. That's your boss, 
you know that's even if you're working with other women it's with everyone, isn't it? Respect who they are, but you have yourself at a certain level of vibration and you say to people, I will meet you here. I'm not going to lower myself to a lower vibration where you're going to mis misuse me in any way. I am going to be at this vibration. I will meet you here gladly in the same mutual respect and value. Absolutely. That's very true. And one of the things I want to be sure that the women know is that there's nothing broken yeah. with each of us. There's nothing broken, regardless of whatever your challenges have been in your life. I've had many, many, many challenges to overcome to do the work that I do today. And uh, you learn from them. Yes. You, you get wisdom from them yeah. rather than it's a dilemma that will hold me back. It's what happened to you. It's not who you are. Exactly. Exactly. And out of that, you can create, as you know, the old saying, lemons into lemonade. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I love, you know, um, interviewing people who've taken the journey of life because the best teachers, the best teachers, because, the best. because when somebody has gone through something, then you know that you know they found that strength, they found that courage, they found the, the knowledge and the tools in order to help you. Now, maybe your journey is exactly the same or maybe it's similar or maybe you're just resonating with the person. But that's the whole reason why we share and why we've always shared our stories around the campfires is because that story has always had the ability to help someone to relate and go, oh, okay, I can do that. Oh, I could see it differently. I could try something differently. And that's the willingness. Very often people don't know how to move forward, how to get unstuck because they just don't know how. So I would like to actually give the, the audience today a little insight into how to move forward when you don't know how. Mm -hmm. First of all, have the passion to discover what's next for you have the passion be passionate about discovering it not just well i'm going to succumb to whatever life has given me mm -hmm. yeah have the passion to discover whatever it is without knowing how you're going to move forward and the other thing is is when, when you're creating you know when you're using your inner vision you can create an outcome without knowing specifically what it's going to be yes you yes. can create the joy, you can create the love, the interaction with people if you choose that. You can create whatever it is you want. You can create the relationship the way you want it to be. I actually created the feeling of my relationship when I was fairly young. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then got caught up in the old ways of Expectation. happily ever after. Yeah. You know, yeah. happily yes. ever after. Boy, does that get you screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to me, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. Wow. And I watched quite a bit of it back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but being able to focus, not knowing how it's going to show up, that's perfectly okay, and take action as you do with the intention for that to occur no matter what, you just don't know how it's going to occur yet. And I think the very, very important thing is 
when you tap into your senses, you know, and when we're talking, you know, the, the sight, the smell, the taste, the touch. And this is what's so different from just being a spiritual being. The spiritual being doesn't have the gift of the body. The body where you can actually hold someone in your arms. You can hold a hand. The, the, the kiss, whether it's a kiss on the cheek, a kiss on the lips, the, being able to see each other eyeball to eyeball, the, the sense of smell, the taste, everything. It is something that makes you feel alive. And that's what we're looking for, the feeling of life running through us. It's a feeling of, of passion and a drive for life that helps you explore the unknown and the willingness to go forward. We are not meant to know what our next step is. If we seed well today and we water and nurture well today, those seeds will grow tomorrow and we will then know what we need to do tomorrow. So it's, you know, this, oh, you've got to have a five-year goal. You've got to have this, you've got to have that. A plan is purely that. It's a plan. Be willing to change the plan and have your plan if you've got a goal for yourself is how do I want to feel in five years? Not about where I want to be. I want the house, I want the car, I want this, I want that, I want the husband, blah, 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 blah. How do I want to feel? What state of feeling do I want to be in? And work towards that. Because then that journey will lead you that way. Wouldn't it be wonderful if all of our teachers taught us the, that exactly? Mm. Life would be so much easier. It would be. It yeah. would be. You know, and don't be afraid to feel those are the gift of the senses. That sensuality of life. You know, I, it has got me into trouble in the past because it was misread. You know, my sensuality of life, that energy coming out of me was misconstrued as a sexual invitation. And now, it, you know, because more and more people are stepping into that energy and more and more people are being passionate about tapping into their senses and sharing that passion, it's changing. It's, it's the way people perceive it. And it's don't, you know, get the word sexuality out of it unless you're being intimate with someone. And when you're being intimate with someone, don't think about sex. Think about sensuality that will weaken the, the sexuality. You yeah. know, you know, we're not looking at wham, bang, thank you, man. That it does nothing for no one. You know, when you tap into the senses, where two people come together in those senses, whoo, hallelujah! Really? <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the source of our energy to mm. create. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, yes, it can create two little ones, <laughs> two-legged ones, but it's also, it's a most incredible release, but it's also, you know, a wonderful connection with a body. It's an out-of-body experience that you have when you connect centrally with all of your senses together sexually, it becomes an out-of-body experience for both of you, where you're connecting on a higher plane, on a higher energy that just can't be, you know, described. That's right. It's the experience of oneness. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you don't need a partner to get there, you no, know, and, and you don't. Exactly, you don't. And you just need to step into your senses. <laughs> That's very true. Some women think that in order to, uh, to create what we're speaking about is that you do need a partner. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. But I would say in my own experience, it's a lot more fun with a yes. partner. <laughs> yes. A lot of women today have elected to be single. That's right. You know, not to marry. 
And, and a lot of that is, you know, because there has been a, a lot of turmoil or high glass chaos, you know, with the, the male transition into stepping into a higher energy of respect of women. And that is going on. And, and but for a lot of other women, it is, I, you know, I, I don't want to go down the, the wife or the mother road, you know, and it's not that I'm career driven. I'm just life driven and I'm not designed to be a partner. And that's okay because some people have such a wonderful partnership with themselves. Uh, you know, my daughter for one, she's 37. Nobody in her life. She travels a great deal. Wherever she goes, she's like a pea, a, a bee that pollinates or a butterfly that just leaves her mark everywhere. People always remember Tabitha because she's one of these people that leaves her energy, her spirit everywhere she goes. And her life is just too full of energy to to be captured with one relationship unless she finds that someone who can spend that energy with her and that's okay we've got to understand this that just because dictation or history has said we should do this doesn't mean it, if it's not for you it's not for you let your energy guide you where you need to go there's also another aspect of what you're speaking about there are women who have had to become successful yes They've had to, and in the process, gave up their, I'm not, the word isn't really femininity, but their more feminine nature. Yeah. And have become more masculine in how they operate in their lives. Yeah. And I call that cutting off your arm, you know, in spite of yourself, you're yeah. going to go, why would you do that to your life? Some women have said to me over the years, well, I don't need a man. Well, it's not a matter of need. It's a matter of creating. Yeah. And you don't lose yourself when you have a relationship that you and I are speaking about. Right. You grow and expand as a human being even more powerfully. Now, can you accomplish that on your own? Well, I've met some people, but I'm not sure they're fully satisfied deep deep down yeah. inside i'm not sure of that because yeah. i've watched some of my friends who are single who live very very great lives and they do impact many people but are they really really happy i'll never know that and well, i can't you know, make judgment speaking from a single person i would love to have somebody in my life but you know i have not been successful down that road and i would love to have somebody who could meet me at my same energy, my same cosmic energy. And, and, but also respect that I need my alone time because that's my recharging, my creativity, but be able to share that energy with someone where we can be creative, you know, together. Um, for me, it's just very hard to meet people. I'm here all the time. <laughs> I'm not, not a pack person, so I don't want to anything. this is the time when Amazon's going to have to deliver the person. Yes. Home delivery service. Yes. You know, I, I went on these uh, <laughs> dating sites, which because we, we, we bring this up when we do a show with, with your husband, Tom. But, you know, um, and I, you know, it put in there like, who I am and what I want and, and the, the mileage that I want because I don't want to have a long distance relationship. And I got completely the opposite to everything, you know, people with mullets and wife beaters and miles away. And it's like, 
hello, what vibration am I sending out here? Because it's certainly not being matched. So um, most of the time I scare, I scare men, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, again, it's that I am open to receive. I'm open to receive if I can find somebody who can, who can honor my energy because I will never compromise my energy again for anyone. I mean, that's the difference. You don't have to concern yourself because you aren't going to compromise. That's just who you are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, keep the, the energy open for that person to show up in your life. That doesn't mean you can't, like you, like you said, you're, you're there all the time. How about you've got to find a way to meet somebody. Yes. <laughs> well, at the present moment with COVID-19, you know, it's impossible. <laughs> but maybe we'll give up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll give up some of this to return our lives back to normal. Again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or some normalcy. Or some normalcy, new normalcy, hopefully new normalcy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the, the thing I think is my energy is out there that it's not opposed to it the invitation is out there, you know, and I really do believe that our, our intent, our desire uh, in our energy can, is out there in the ether. And, yeah. and when it finds that matched energy, yes. it, will, it will happen. And, but I, I have a, a course that I do with people. And one of the things is, is uh, their view of life. And it takes them few, you know, for a metaphorical journey. And it's to, to find out how, attentive people are in their own lives and you know one of the things I find that you know we talked about people being too busy and not tapping in because they're always in a rush you know the highway the highway uh, reaching that goal you know and then realizing that they're empty because they haven't paid attention along the way but there's also so many people who are simply uh, have their fuses switched off they're not paying attention to the signs there's always you ask for something and then you went right past it when it was delivered to you. That's right. Many times we didn't think it was in the right package. Right. Or the didn't right shiny bow. Yeah. It, wasn't the, it wasn't the red Honda. It wasn't the red Honda. Oh, it was the white Mercedes. You, you didn't see the white Mercedes. You were expecting the red Honda. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. You missed yeah. it. You missed your great good there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because again, we're dictating on how it should come. Yeah, and, and that's a, exactly the work to be done is to release those perceptions. Yes, and, those yes. and, yeah. and to be open. And I think we also, you know, one of the reasons why people don't tap into all the beautiful energies and their beautiful senses is uh, on guard. You know, their feel of vulnerability or I've got to protect myself. I've got to protect myself. And, you know, one of the, I think that one of the best things we can give to people is our vulnerability. And when we step into that wonderful energy of openness, we are, in a sense, protected in that energy anyway. Very so. Absolutely my experience. And really, there's nothing to protect. Because mm-hmm. when we're clear with who we are, we're in touch with the connection with universal energy or God. Yes. Again, however we believe about it. And uh, that energy is absolute. You don't have to concern yourself about you know, uh, having to protect something. Because there really isn't anything to protect. If you're hold, if you're protecting something, you're holding on to something within yourself yes. that actually needs to be cleared. Yes, the fear. You know, the fear of maybe what was and what could be again. But again, if you're worried about what could be again, you're inviting it. Yes, exactly. Uh, a lot of women talk of it as boundaries. Yes. 
I have my boundaries. Well, I will always say, uh, what, why do you need a boundary? You know, our energy is really unlimited. Yes. So why would you have a boundary that just is saying something about what needs to be cleared? Yeah. That's or, you know, the, that energetic level, you know, the, the thing is, if you're, right, if you're riding on a certain energy, there are certain people that just wouldn't be interested in you in the first place. Well, that's so true. Right? That's so true. That your energy is just too high for them. It's, <laughs> you know, it's too ignited for them. You're too in tuned for them. All right? So you're not vulnerable because you are so in tuned. You know, and that's, uh, you know, I'm not saying you're walking around with a bubble and nothing will happen to you, but your senses will warn you something is about to happen. That's exactly right. But it's about the leeches in life, those that want to prey on people. If you walk around with, this is who I am, my energy, this is my love, this is what I exude. If you can't match that energy, you can't reach me, then they're not going to be pursuing you. That's right. They just can't, they can't be in the, in the vibration with you. Right. Yeah. Those good, good, good vibrations. <laughs> Those good vibrations. The Beach Boys were right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it is about the good vibrations. And this is the same what we're seeing right now. There's been so many online concerts. There's so many people putting out songs. And there's so many people reaching out in their communities and doing things for each other. This is a gift of time. It's a gift of time to, to reflect, to renew, to review you know, it's the time of, of, of looking at your life and going, do I want to go back out to where I was? Am I being in tuned with my senses? Have I lost my sense of taste and smell that whatever I eat, it, you know, it's just food. I can't taste it anymore. Have I lost my sense of touch of truly being able to feel something, even a texture of a cloth or a blanket? You know, have I lost that feeling of compassion and empathy? And if you, if, if to any single one of those is, you know, I've lost it, then this is the time to ignite it. You need to switch it back on. <laughs> Or switch it on. It may have yes. never been there. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And, and of course, through your seminars, your women's seminars, you're helping people to find where those switches are and switch yeah. them back on. Yeah, they actually com get completely in touch with, their, with who they are, how to use their energy to mm -hmm. be effective in the world. Now, it has to be practiced. Yes. So I have advanced classes to support them in actually manifesting what they want in their lives. Otherwise, it, it feels good for the weekend. And then they have tools that they go, uh, I'm not quite sure how this translates into my life. It doesn't quite, I don't quite get it yet because it has to be gotten as feeling, yes. not as thinking. Or doing. Or doing. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Just because you're doing it doesn't mean you're feeling it. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. And I've had many women who have difficulty in the beginning. Uh, you know, uh, how do I use this? Yeah. And they want to do it right. Yes. They want to do it perfectly. I'm going, no, that's not what this is for. And if it's, if it's the exercises you think that it is, which there are specific exercises I've developed, but it isn't the exercises. It's your energy, who you are, and your feeling nature. Yeah. And then the exercises support the experience of what you're creating for your life. Yeah. 
you know the big word here is creativity we are yeah. creation that is here to create exactly and, it, and it's only by tapping into our wonderful energies it's only tapping into our senses you know you can feel it you can feel that whole passion thing rolling up in your stomach and just going for every pore of your body that you become passionate about and that's when those creative juices just come out and even if it's just enthusiasm that you're creating it step into the creativity because that opens up everything else the clarity of being the clarity of understanding of community the clarity of purpose it's just and it's so such an aha moment when you get that. It's that it is that deep breath. <sighs> I am. Yes, I am. And that's all you need to be. <laughs> right? No explanation. I just am. <laughs> So how do people become part of the summit? And also do tell us what you're doing with Linus Wood Millens, which I invite people to go back and listen to that show as well. Yes, this is our third show together. We've got one coming up with your husband, where we're going to be talking about relationships and how to rebuild them, how to ignite them. And, um, and of course, I have your, your husband out there right now with Kafumi and wonderful wisdom coming through him on on what we need to know right now so as i said it's it's a family affair with you uh what's going on but there's so much that we're tapping into here it's wonderful so how do they become part of the summit and what's going on with you and Linus? okay uh to reach me on facebook power of women seminars make sure it's woman singular power of woman seminars with shelly negalo and Shelly is two L's and an E-Y. Negalo is N as in Nancy, E, G as in girl, E, L as in Larry, O-W. Uh, my direct line, if you would like to uh, contact me directly and give me a call, I'll always be open to having a conversation with you. The number is 678-828-9146. And then also reaching me through email at shellynegalo at gmail.com. Now, the, uh, and that's for Power of Woman and also for the Relationship Mastery Seminars and also for private sessions with me. Mm -hmm. uh, now, with Linus, Linus and I started partnering up just a few months ago, and we developed a program called Emergence Encounters Master Classes to elevate your life. And it's part of the emergence of the Total Woman program. So she and I have developed these rather short classes. They last about an hour and a half. And uh, they involve your health, your well-being, and also discovering more about who you are, how to create with passion in your life. So how to get that information would be to go to bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y slash Emergence Encounter One. So it's Emergence Encounter One. And that will give you the entire schedule of all the classes. You can take one or you can take all three of them. And we would love to have you join us. 
this is the time, you know, it's the time of self-discovery, it's the time of igniting. And if, if to anything that we've said today is, you know, I don't feel that, or I don't know how to do that, or, you know, uh, I, you know, I don't, I just don't connect to that. If, if any single one of those things that you have felt today and listening to this, then you need to ignite, you need to switch yourself on. And, it, sometimes it is a question of, I just don't know how. How do I get rid of the chatter? You know, the, the, the what ifs, the buts, but how do I do it? You know, all this stuff that keeps talking to us in our heads. And how do we go and step into the heart, soul, and the spirit and ignite that knowledge and ignite that beautiful wisdom? And, you know, just simply taking a seminar, taking these courses is the how. It, somewhere along the line, it's going to push a button for you. And you're going to go, oh, hello, I didn't know I felt this way, or I didn't know I could, I could feel my feelings in this way. And that's all it is, is just be willing to participate. And as you said, it's not a one download and it's there. It's what you're giving people is a new system, a new program to practice. And the more they do it, the more they integrate it into their DNA, where it becomes a part of them and no longer is something that they have to think about. It is who they have become, but they've got to be willing to participate and work at it. That's exactly right. And one of the things I also wanna tell the audience in regard to what you're saying is since I made that commitment as so long ago to my own life, to find a, a, another way of, of being in my life, I, made the commitment so that I wasn't going to pass those old ways onto my children. Right. Mm -hmm. And my children don't understand. They hear what my story is about, but they, they don't understand it because they didn't experience any of that. Right. And they're master creators of their lives. Yep. Yes. It, it's, it's knowledge of what happened to you, but it's not, it's not who you are defined by today. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. My mother actually said to me, you raised your children the way you wanted to be raised. <laughs> so, you know, that was being aware. I didn't want to raise my children in the same way. Um, I wanted to be present for them and, uh, you know, no fault in the way she brought us up because that's what she knew at the time. I decided something different and I went down to that. So we can change patterns just because it has been, doesn't mean it has to be. If it's not for you, take charge, be willing, be open, receive, be willing to let go, be willing to open up, explore and partake in your own life. How brilliant is that? <laughs> so it's our choice yes don't succumb to the old ways and that yeah. it has to be that way yeah you know choose for the quality of your life no matter what yeah no matter what it's going to take doesn't make any difference you're on the planet anyway you may as well enjoy the ride of your own self-discovery yeah and i think use logics you know just because it has been who dictated that and is it working Right, is it working? Right, and if it's not working, it's time for something new. Sure. And what a great time to make different choices. Yes. <laughs> the universal energy in that shift right now is, is here, as I say, to wake us up, you know, shake us up, to wake us up, to step up, to change it up. And that means to every single one of us. And the universal energy is with us at the present moment. It's turned the volume up. It's helping us step into that higher energy. 
and we are all energy love is energy what we're all trying to step into is a love a love of who you are a love of why you are a love of what you do a love of life a love and gratitude of what life gives to you and when you step into that love vibration and you resonate at that frequency you are now an invitation and an inspiration for others. So that is what your end goal is, stepping into your love. Stepping into your love. And I say, spread the love like peanut butter. Oh, yes. You don't like peanut butter? <laughs> spread it like almond butter, whatever your, your, your thing is. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Just make sure you get out there and share it, absolutely. Share it. Because that's, that's the only way you get to experience it fully. Is oh, like, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is not something you can hold to yourself. Me, mine, my own. No, that's the old paradigm. You know, it, the more you're willing to give of yourself, you open yourself up to receive. Because whatever you do for someone else in igniting their energy and their possibilities, it always comes back to fortify you. Yes. And it's a beautiful feeling, isn't it? It's an incredible feeling. And it is so rich. Yeah. And this is where we experience true ecstasy and bliss for our lives. The true enrichment and the true abundance and the true commerce of life is love. Yes. Quite simple, really, isn't it? Very simple. Parting but words, my darling. Stay true to yourself. Don't give up. Or if you're in the process of discovering what's next for you, keep going. Don't stop. No matter what. Enjoy the ride. Mm. And keep expressing your love fully. Yeah. Yes. Spend it. <laughs> Spend that love. Spend it. <laughs> You know, it, it's more a beautiful after that. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it, it just, you see all the trees differently and all the different greens, you know, and, and just everything about your senses just wakens up and you go, Oh my goodness, this is what life is about. So yes, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid and don't be dictated by what has been create what is to be. Right. Thank you so much, Ellie. Thank you so much, Sarah. It was truly an honor and a joy. Uh, always and of course come back and join us next week where she'll be with her husband and probably Kuthumi will come back in and talk to us as well but this one is about the relationships and how to rebuild them how to ignite them how to be true to them by being true to yourself first mm -hmm. and uh, and then we will actually have our husband Tom back again after that where we talk to Kuthumi even more but he's on air this week uh, sharing Kuthumi's um, wonderful wisdom so please do tune into that and all you have to do is just go to Shelley Neglo uh, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com and you'll see all the shows that I've done with her and her husband and I promise you just you know grab a glass of wine put your feet up and listen take notes <laughs> because there's an awful lot to learn from this couple so thank you so much Shelley thank you again Sarah until next time folks remember the change is within you waiting to happen and it's within you and and the beautiful wonderful powerful energy in order to exude from you so until next time bye for now we hope you enjoyed the show we look forward to bringing you more shows 
please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.